Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Come on, come on, come on, finish on. So awesome, so much yelling, so much screaming, and deservingly so, the Jaguars have finally won a game, and it is Monday morning drive time. We are talking about a win, and that 20-game losing streak has snapped, and I promise we won't mention it past today, uh, that losing streak, because how tired are we all of talking about that losing was, streak? Yeah, I'm just personally, having been here for 27 years, um, that was getting really heavy to, to have to discuss being in the all-time, you know, vicinity of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who won expansion team. Yeah. I, I I was in favor of them losing last year to get the quarterback. I was in favor of them winning on opening day to not drag this streak forward. So, yes. Plus, I'm looking at that piece of video, John, and there are young guys like, um, like James Robinson. That was only the second win he had experienced. We're midway through his second season. Devon Hamilton, the same thing. LaVisca Chenault. I mean, these are young guys that you're hoping are core pieces of your team going forward. And they had a drought like, well, like only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the modern era had ever had. So mm-hmm. I understand the drama and, and, the, and the intensity of the weight of 20 losses in a row off their shoulders and was thrilled for them. Their reaction, I loved. Yes, they deserve it. Good for them. They worked hard. Uh, they they got that feeling of winning, especially for these rookies, especially for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, absolutely. I know right where you're going. For the, no, no, no. For them, it is fantastic yep. that they don't have to hear that anymore. Now, of course, the task is to remember the goal is to win more than one. Yes. And I, I think it's almost good, or I think it's very good they have a bye week because – not the players' fault, not the coaches' fault. This has been built up so much yeah. that it's, it's, okay, we won. They need to get away for a little while and then come back and realize, now you got to win two. I'll remind you of my headline on Thursday last week, which was BYE, bye, bye. and bye, meaning bye to the losing streak and bye to the, you know, bye, I'm out of here, bye yeah. week coming up. I nailed it. <laughs> you crushed, I crushed it. it. Good for I you. I want it. Right. But it does feel different. And I know we're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to talk about that, but I think it's been so long since we've had a win here that it does feel different. It, it feels like it is a November, December win just because it's been so long. Hold on. I know you're not supposed to feel like that. Well, but it does you can feel, feel, like you feel any way that you want. <laughs> and when you lose 20 in a row, which no one around the NFL has experienced unless you were with that, that, that Buccaneers team, right? right? I mean, this is. It's not rarefied air, but it's, you know, you don't want to be there. Not many people have. Here's the thing now. You enter the difficult stretch of the season. I mean, you go to Seattle and come home and get Buffalo, and then you get the Colts, right? And you saw what the Colts did to the Texans yesterday. They're a good team, and they're going to contend. And we for watched the, for that the Seattle AFC game South, last night. Without a doubt, even without Russell Wilson. Yeah. So it's good they got that one. We talked about this last week because the next couple of games, 
you're playing some elite teams or you have the challenge of going to Seattle, which is an elite environment, um, buckle up. You better find a way to go play well because those teams are working towards the playoffs. Yes. And I don't want to dismiss the win. Thank goodness they got it yeah. because – and I think the thing I kept saying for a month leading up to this was I really wanted this team to get that victory because this regime, this quarterback, this feeling – didn't deserve the weight of 20. No, no, no. This was not a, quote, historically bad uh, 0-5 team. This was not, you know, I hate the word fault, but this was not the fault of down here. They were trying to get out from under it. So I was very glad for these guys that they did it because I don't know what the next month will bring. And it was not going to be fair to the core of this for them to be saddled with, hey, you lost this many in a row. You're historically bad. You're the worst. Because this wasn't that, and now they don't have to live with that. But you know, like everyone, especially in the social media era, no one was decoupling those. No No one was going to take the time in 140 characters to separate 2020 and 2021. It's very different than those Buccaneers were. However, the number is all that anyone sees. And 20 was 20, and it's gone. And that's what we warned. Week one, remember, that was the big storyline, is if you lose this one, boom, you're attached. I have to say this. Here's what I was worried about. I was worried about the losing continuing and them having to take the historical 27th consecutive loss in Los Angeles against Jalen Ramsey. Ugh. I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. He would have changed his number that week to 27. (laughs) Just stick it in you. So, Jalen, you don't get that one. Yeah. Because it kind of is his fault. (laughs) All right, let's get in. Is just win. It was not pretty, and oh, it was not perfect. Many moments in anxiety, including the game-winning field goal, but it was all worth it to have that first winning locker room of the season. I've been waiting for this day to tell you that Ooh. always remember because we're going to get used to doing this a bunch now. Yep. We're going to get used to yep. doing this a bunch. Yep. Right. Always grab a hand, squeeze tight. Be grateful for the gifts you got to play the same game. You do that most human beings who walk the planet can't do. That's number one. So always be grateful for the gifts you got. Number two, what are you doing? The 904. We're going to get Jacksonville rocking. We got a great owner. We got the 904. Our vision, that dream, and that stadium going bowl up someday. We're going to do it. Leave it. Now, most important, who you do it with. Big thing two is what a call. It is fourth and eight, six seconds left in the game, and everyone is wondering, what are you going to do right here? It looks like they're setting up for a Hail Mary. Instead, it's the old slant kill. Perfect execution to give you just enough time to make the field goal, and the quarterback says preparation paid off. That's something we've been we've been working on that's, that you always have in because you never know at the end of a game. Um, if you have a timeout, you have to know the situation. How, how long does it take to get down and get a timeout called? And Honestly, five seconds was really less than what we needed. Um, but just like I think we have a shot, we can get down quick, call a timeout, and fourth and eight makes it hard because you can't get down too quick or you won't get the first down. So it was a situation that really it's hard to prepare for. But having all that, all those reps in practice of that situation of getting down, getting the first, getting down, calling timeout, um, really paid off. And the guys were just ready and answered when we needed to. Big thing three is that guy tracking Trevor Lawrence. That play that he's talking about does not work if Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw a dart to LaVisca Schnault right on target. Lawrence, 25 of 41, 319 yards, made big-time plays at the biggest moments of the game, and confidence is growing for the rookie quarterback. I think so. I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of games left, and we got to keep playing, and 
Um, just because you win one game doesn't mean you're going to go win the rest. you got to go to work every week and prepare. And just like this game tonight, I mean, you see how the separation is so small in these games. Um, so you really just have to to go play and play a full game. And I think confidence is huge, though. I don't think we've necessarily played with that confidence the first five weeks. And tonight we did. You know, we were... We weren't going to be stopped. We were like, we're going to win this game. No matter how hard it gets, no matter what the situation is, we're going to find a way to win, and, and we did. And um, that's got to be the mindset every week, and I think we're, we're building on that, and I like where this, where this team's headed. And there you have it. That is big things. Let's go back to the top. Big thing one is just win, and we mentioned it was by far not a perfect game. There are a lot of moments of not-so-pretty plays, but they won, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it's a blowout or of winning by a field goal. But to build off of that, there were some moments that, yeah, they need to improve on. Well, yeah. So, yes, they won. Congratulations. And now you, you have to look at yourself honestly, right? What is it that we've been saying? You can't fool yourself. So, trouble in the middle of the field with the tight end again. I, I, I'm sh some of that's personnel, obviously, because Miles Jack wasn't there. Some of it was probably scheme. You know, they weren't sending more than four or five guys very often because they wanted to protect against Kaseki. They know how good he is. Oh, the penalties. I mean, 15 yards here, 10 yards there. At the worst, most inopportune time on those two first-half drives. I mean, it, the decision, how about this? How about at the two-minute warning, letting the clock run down before you use your first time out to set up the punt that gives you the ball, that gives you the chance to score? Hey, you got to know going in. We're going to call timeout here. We're not going to let it run down 11 seconds before we call the timeout. So there's a lot of things they've got to get better at. You're right, um, but in the giddiness of the win... You have to look honestly at this team and say they have a lot of improving to do. A lot. Yeah, well, we've talked for months about <laughs> the lack of playmakers. Um, and they still have a lot of adding to do on that front. But we talked about Trevor Lawrence. We're going to talk about him more. One person who should be mentioned big time, they don't win that game yesterday without LaVisca Chenault. Yep. Uh, they don't get the first touchdown without LaVisca Chenault fighting for a seven-yard gain on a fourth and six in the first half. They don't get the field goal without LaVisca Chenault getting down, being very aware very quickly. He made two big-time football plays, being aware of the situation. There's some guys who would have just gone down a fourth and six not knowing where the sticks are. So um, I don't know that he's going to be 25-yard downfield guy in this offense. I don't know that he's got that in him. They did a good job yesterday figuring out how to work him. Uh, Marvin Jones will be the headline receiver, but to me, LaVisca Chenault on those two plays, the football awareness to me was very impressive for him. Chenault is that domino. When they get speed, you know, if they yep. had Travis, if they had DJ, mm -hmm. then Chenault doesn't have to face some of the coverages that he does. He's the number two receiver right now, and he's more dangerous than, than, than Marvin Jones in my estimation because he is going to put his shoulder down and fight for the seventh yard on fourth down and six. <laughs> um, but when you get more speed in here, LaVisca Chenault gets to play to his potential, mm -hmm. which is pretty darn high. He's just not that elite speed guy. Yeah, they are really going to miss. After watching that game yesterday, if, if they had DJ Chark playing at DJ Chark level, yep. the receivers would feel right right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now it looks like Marvin Jones is going to be the guy to make that sideline catch. He's not getting much separation. Right. But he's right there. He makes the catch. He makes big-time catches. If they had DJ to loosen everything up, uh, but they don't. Well, what you're saying is, is that they're having to manufacture getting guys open right. as right. opposed to when you have DJ and the safety has to go out, now guys are just naturally able to beat their yeah, man off the line. be much more natural, look yeah. much more easy. And it definitely doesn't look easy. No. <laughs> but 
Are we still on big things? Yeah. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, I thought yesterday, the most impressive thing about Trevor. Um, did either of you think he was spectacular? No. I but he gave him a really chance good. to win. Above the and that's what we wanted to see. No. Yeah. We, we all know he can be spectacular. We expected he would. He's going to make unbelievable plays. Yesterday, I thought he was workmanlike. He did smart things. He didn't have to be great to be good. Right. And that, that's three straight games now with that, a meaningful interception. He worked on it. He's not a turnover machine. Uh, I feel better and better about him each week, which is self-evident, but still important to say. He took two sacks yesterday that were on him. He held the ball too long. However, his presence in the pocket, for the most part, was spectacular. Mm-hmm. He was willing to wait. And again, talk about manufacturer getting guys open. LaVisca needs more time to get open. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones needs a little bit more time to develop his route. He's willing to stand in the pocket and let that happen. Mm-hmm. He's Absolutely. poised. Yeah, he's really good. A, a game manager, if you will. No, that's mm-hmm. not enough. No, no. No. Gardner Minshew. No, 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 oh my no this is a This is a take Bad over the game. Bad, yeah. <laughs> Wrong term, Slim. Bad <laughs> When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some highlights from the Jaguars' first win of the season here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Oh, I'm in there. I'm in there. I, you know, I really can't be superstitious because, like, he was going to miss it and he's going to make it. So it's like, if I turn my back, he, miss, he makes it, he makes it. If I'm looking at him, he makes it, he makes it. If I turn around, he makes it, he makes it. You know, so I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to storm this field. I had all my faith that he was going to make this kick. Uh, he made the one previously, and I was like, okay, I like this. I, I like this chance, you know. So I had James right here, Malcolm right here. So James had a heck of a game running the ball, so I knew he was a little good luck charm. And there's a knock right here. It's my road dog, and you know, as soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as that kicking good, man, and it's, it's just line drive. I just knew where we was gonna go in. So I'm on that. I'm on the field, storming and screaming my butt off, talking a little crap. He's just having a great time, man. It felt good to get that win, especially in that, you know, especially in that situation, man. It was, it was unbelievable. Josh Allen on the 53-yard game-winning field goal. You can see his reaction coming up on Jaguars.com in that mic'd up feature. Car Shield, call them now. If your car's out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call Car Shield. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It is Monday, and it is time to go through the highlights of that win over the Miami Dolphins, the first win of the season, the first Victory Monday we have had in a very long time. We're not talking about the streak. We're not going to say the number anymore. 400 days. <laughs> yeah. Because 400 days ago was a Monday. Yes. Gosh, that was a really long time ago. Really long time. Really, really long time. Almost 400 days. Yeah. Long time. That long. All right, here we go. Very first defensive drive. It takes forever. The Dolphins have all the time in the world to get this done. They convert three third downs in the Jaguars, and you're thinking, oh, no, not again. Whoa! And he's got the touchdown. A great strike by Tungabailoa. You caught yourself. You caught yourself just saying, gosh, this was the longest drive in the world. Converting three third downs in this drive, it took forever to get them off the field. Well, do you remember when uh, there was the controversy about the Jaguars draft board and how they had Waddle with the same grade as Trevor Lawrence and everyone made a big deal about that? That kid's really freaking good. He is as quick a receiver as I think I have ever seen, which gives him with his speed the opportunity to get open we were talking about yeah. about guys who have to work to get open. That guy doesn't have to work to get open. He is going to be terrific. Yeah, we've talked about what this team, the one we cover, is going to need moving forward. That. Can we get that? 
<laughs> five, ten years ago, I would not have said go big for wide receiver, do everything you can to get a big-time guy. It feels like in this league now you're going more and more toward you need to have that or you better have a lot around it to make up for not having that. Yeah, Let's go to Tuscaloosa. they have another one of those guys? I'm sure they do. All right, we're going throughout the first half. Matthew Wright makes the first field goal of the season, gives the Jags three points. It is 13-3. The Jaguars have to score before halftime to give themselves a chance. One Jacksonville timeout, 28. It is there. The pass is long to the end zone. It's caught by Marvin Jones. He beat Igbenogany at 28 yards. There you go. It is 13-10. And, John, you mentioned it. He doesn't get a lot of separation on this play, but he makes a big-time catch. Well, and I may have misspoke earlier, believe it or not. I sometimes make mistakes, Ashley. No. I know, I know you say, no, John, how can that be? Hold on, I got my list here. But... <laughs> That was a spectacular throw and catch. And I just said earlier, Trevor Lawrence didn't do anything above the X's and O's. I think maybe what we're seeing is we're so used to seeing him do this now that this doesn't seem unusual. Uh, That's next-level stuff. So uh, apologies to Marvin Jones and Trevor Lawrence for saying they did nothing special. That was special. We just had a reminder of it. I think people who are watching understood your point. It was a very workmanlike effort. His numbers, everything about it says – that he played well. That's what he does. Yes. He had a good game. Yep. It didn't seem unusual. It's what he can do. It's what he will do. It's what you expect. And he's going to be a lot better when they surround him with weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watched Kyler Murray at all yesterday and you see the weapons they put around him, give them time to find more weapons. All right, so this is big. You get the ball last going into halftime. You score before halftime and first in the third quarter. So you have a chance to get two scores before the Dolphins even get the ball back. Robinson's only carried seven times for 22 yards. They get around the tight end and downfield it's Agnew. Got the ball. Player is playing the football and not making contact directed at his opponent. His head is up. He's playing football. Yes, helmets collide, but it is both of them playing the football, not directed at one specific person. Look at the swerving run and he fumbled Robinson at the one. First and goal. Robinson gets the block by Hollister. Touchdown, <laughs> Jacksonville. They've got their first. There you have it. A lead. 17 to 13 Jaguars. And how about Jamal Agnew? A guy we haven't mentioned yet, but converted to wide receiver. Kind of thrown in the fire with DJ Chark's injury. And one of the guys that made big highlights yesterday. It's, uh, I don't want to say that it's overlooked because we have talked about it. Right. Uh, but it's remarkable you hardly ever see a player go from playing defensive back, which he did, to making an impact. A position switches in the NFL, usually peter out. Uh, credit this kid. I mean, it, it, he played very well wide receiver, and it wasn't just little bubble screens taking advantage of his speed. He made plays downfield uh, a real find. I have more to say on him later, Shalane, so I'll... Uh, Darrell Bell will you know, convince them to sign him. He knew. Uh, he plays on special teams, which is obviously another draining factor for a player through the course of the game. Um, but you know, credit to them for doing, and them being the head coach, the offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, the passing game coordinator, for finding a solution to the lack of playmakers. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally agree. It is fourth quarter. It is 20-17 Dolphins. It is officially a battle. And how about this? Marvin Jones becoming the most reliable target of the game. The pinch, the throw, and caught by Jones. Wright will try from 54 to tie. 54 yarder, nope. 
believe that field goal went in yeah, well, every you heard, time you watch it you heard kevin i mean the, the minute that it, it it left his foot it looked like it was going to go wide and you can't see very wide on tv curve like that it, it dropped in i bet he's a heck of a golfer too my gosh that is just that's crazy i've never seen anything like that when you win doing what the jaguars did yesterday including this play uh you know it was meant to be yeah Kicker Matthew Wright in his post-game press conference said he, he, thought he, missed it. he thought he missed it. He walked off the field, and then he looked at his offensive line, and he's like, why are you guys smiling? What's going on? Right. Oh, I made it. Love when that happens. Good for the good guys. Yes, absolutely. All right, here we go. It is a tie game. There is so much anxiety. Six seconds left. What are the Jaguars going to do? Looks it up in the air. Three-man rush. They go underneath. Should help the catch, and they're going to try to get the 53-yarder. To win it, it's away, and he got it, he got it, Jacksonville wins and ends the second longest losing streak. There he goes again, yeah, that, was, that losing streak. I was giving it to him about that yesterday. He had to fit one more in Kevin's, before the game end. Kevin's the very best, but I was I was tired of hearing it from him <laughs> yesterday. This play, um, I, I don't know the right adjective to use it. I mean, for a rookie quarterback in his sixth NFL game, to have the wherewithal to make that throw, um, it's, it's, it's a tremendous throw. Great play call, tremendous throw, and obviously the enthusiasm of, of winning a game for the first time in 399 days. Yeah, Lawrence's poise, impressive. And I'll go back and say it again. I've covered a lot of NFL players, seen a lot of games over the years. I'm telling you, not every receiver gets down, gets over the, uh, the down-to-distance marker, if you will. Uh, and, and does it in four seconds the way LaVisca did. Uh, a very high-level, uh, aware football player. And it, it, I don't make too much of that play, but overall, you see him. He knows where the sticks are. He's aware. He fights for it. He's a football player. He's, he's like really a utility good. infielder in baseball. How about that, Joe? A baseball reference. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the guy who... The reliable can, guy. Well, he can play anywhere you need him to play. If you line him up in the backfield and ask him to convert third or fourth and one, well, I got the sense he could get it done. He is that guy that just does, like you say, football player. He does anything and everything. He's not that phew, DJ chart kind of wide yeah. receiver. You don't need him to be. When they drafted him, they didn't think he was going to be. They thought he was going to be able to do it and they would give him a weapon. And I'm telling you, the minute they've got speed on this team, he becomes a really difficult matchup. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And that is highlights when we come up on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Hot takes coming up next. We're back. It is Monday. It is drive time, and it is brought to you by Car Shield. And we have some hot takes for you, and they are much more positive than normal. You're welcome. Brian, you're up. Yeah, so I sat and watched the Seattle game last night. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to cover DK Metcalf. He's a big uh, man. They don't have a size matchup there. Um, but, you know, Geno Smith's going to start. And even though the Jaguars have never even played well in uh, in in Seattle. Were you with us in 01? Or you, you were in Indy by then? I've only covered one Jags game in Seattle, and that was... Uh, 2013. Yeah, the, yeah. And they didn't score a touchdown in that game until it was 31-0. So they've only ever scored one meaningful touchdown in three trips out there. So it seems a bit ridiculous to say this, but I think that what you're going to see is that the Jaguars are going to be able, with the bye week, to carry a little momentum, the long trip. 
I think the Seattle game can come down to a field goal. I think it will come down to a field goal. I don't know who kicks it. I don't know who wins. <laughs> but I just think the Jaguars are going to they're, they're play better football. Are they, are they capable? Sure, they're capable of finding a way to play well. Will they? Who knows? But you wanted a hot take. I say that game comes down to a field goal, too. I like it. And it's not unreasonable if Russell Wilson's the quarterback. Maybe it's a little unrealistic, oh, I but have this said is a different ballgame. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that if it was. Yeah. All right, John, what are you thinking? Well, I've got 13 days to work up to thinking they're going to play well in Seattle. So I'll... I'll, I'll well, I just told you they never have. So I'll work a real up reach to that. on my part. Um, <laughs> my hot take is, you know, if I'm Daryl Bevel, I, I'm walking in here today strutting. You're going to need a Starbucks. Maybe my shirt's <laughs> off. Whoa. I'm feeling good. I, you know, I, Because think about this, the day he's had. Every offensive coordinator gets a ton of uh, criticism, so that's par for the course. Yesterday, he not only gets the credit for the play at the end of the game, which, uh, you know, the the slider kill is something that he insists they work on. My guess is he was telling Urban in the headset, hey, this is the, this is the place slider to kill, do it. Slider kill, slider um, kill. But without him, is Marvin Jones here? Probably no. not. No. Without him, is Jamal Agnew here? Probably not. Probably not. So... I'm walking in and going, yeah, you know, and, and this is mainly about Marvin Jones and, and uh, Jamal Agnew, along with maybe Shaq Griffin, uh, have been, I'm not going to say the best free agent signings in franchise history, because there's been some really good ones. But they're good free agent signings, and they're getting more out of Jamal Agnew than they thought. They're getting more out of Marvin Jones than they thought. Clearly, they know how to fit into Bevel's scheme, having played for him uh, last year. So if I'm Bevel, my stock is high. I'm, I'm buying. Daryl Bevel stock. How about that? All right. Wow. Today. All right. Just, just today. Oh, it'll change next week when he has a bad <laughs> okay. play call. All right. Fair enough. All right. My hot take is you're not going to believe this. At times, I can be a little bit dramatic. Oh, come on. And I'm being a bit dramatic on how Shaq Griffin has performed this season. I'm that girl. I keep talking about his missed interceptions, and he doesn't catch the ball, and he doesn't get the turnovers, and why? Ugh. Why isn't this happening? But then you look at his stats against the number one receiver on the other team and how he's taking these receivers out of the game. I'm like, all right, Schlin, he's playing really good. Yes, he's not having those big explosive interceptions, but you look at a play yesterday against the Dolphins. It's a deep ball down the sideline. It's double coverage, him and Rayshon Jenkins, and Shaq Griffin just bats the ball down. That's his job. He's really good at it. So I'm going to chill out. He's a good football player. Yeah, he's been playing fine. Yes. He, he's. If you had a big-time number one corner on the other side. Oh, you'd really love if him. If C.J. Henderson had been what you sort of hoped he was going to be for this team, Shaq Griffin and C.J. Henderson would be a really good combination. And that's not saying Shaq can't handle that number one role, but if you packaged him with, with another big-time corner, then you're in good shape. And I, So I think he's been fine. And all the criticism, and he did get criticism for, for, for not dropping, I mean, not for dropping the interceptions. To me, that's gravy for a, uh, for a cornerback. So Shaq Griffin, Shaq Griffin goes home to face Seattle. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see who they match Story up with. Storyline. Who, who, who is an easier matchup for him, right? Or which one is a more difficult matchup for everyone else? Kevin Lockett, who's really speedy, really quick, and obviously one of the quarterback's favorite targets. Or DK Metcalf, who physically looks like Hercules. Yeah. I would just imagine. Him and me both. <laughs> yeah, you're very well, similar. Well, and Trent, our sometimes right. producer. Yeah. Our sometimes producer. <laughs> Yeah, they're very similar, I would yeah, say. Well, Trent likes to think so. Okay. Up next here on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network, the line of the week. That's next.
Hard Rock Sportsbook must be 21 and physically present in Florida to wager. Concerned about gambling? Please call 1-800-522-4700. Presenting sponsor of the Jaguars Digital Network. Speaking of Hard Rock, we have a new segment here on Monday Morning Jaguars Dry Time. It is called Line of the Week. We look at a big-time statistic and we talk about it. And we say, are we going to buy or sell this scenario going forward? It is the Line of the Week presented by Hard Rock Sportsbook. So here's our Line of the Week from yesterday's game against the Dolphins. The Jaguars were 0-5 on field goal attempts going into Week 6, this game against the Dolphins. The last team to do this was the 1962 Minnesota Vikings. Matthew Wright made all three field goal attempts yesterday. That's crazy when you really think about the statistics and how long this has been. So my question is, are we buying or selling Matthew Wright? We forget that Josh Lambeau is still on this team. He was on the sidelines, giving Matthew Wright a big hug after his game-winning field goal. How does this kicking situation end up? Brian? Well, I, I don't know whether I'm buying or selling, but I'm not changing anything. Because obviously the, comp- right. the competition on the practice field and the coach deciding, it isn't ideal. It isn't what you want. Eventually, and, and, and there are people who are watching this right now, John, are probably going, what didn't Matthew Wright show you yesterday that makes you think that he could be the guy? I just, Lambo's got a bigger leg. And I think that Lambo's the guy, you know, the, if you cut him and release him, you'll stay on the kicking carousel. Give him a chance to work through it, push him, and at some point make your decision. I just wouldn't change anything now. Go forward a couple more weeks. You've got the flexibility to do that this season as you're building a team, not competing for a title. I, I wouldn't change a thing. I'd just leave it the way it is. Yeah, I hate to say this, but I agree with Brian. It's, uh, <laughs> you really do um, hate to say that. You know, it, it's, uh, first of all, Matthew Wright deserves a ton of credit. Sometimes kickers get overlooked. Oh, well, they ought to make kicks. Yeah. To make a 53-yard or 54-yarder in the last 340 of the game. I think it's the first time it's happened in NFL history. Did I read that right? Uh, I read that last night somewhere. I don't recall it happening it, two before. Two field goals in the final four minutes of a game from 50 yards or more. It had been a while. I mean, uh, I, I happened to have covered a game where it did happen. Uh, Mike Vanderjack hit one to tie at the end of regulation and then won in overtime once. So, uh, but that's just a very arbitrary stat. Right. I, uh, I would not let Josh Lambeau go yet because of one performance by Matthew Wright, but I would definitely keep giving this kid a chance. He's earned it. My only concern is it appeared that the 53-54 yarders, you know, it appears at first glance that's the high end of the range. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. 54 yarders is not a bad range. Uh, I would just want to see it another week or two before I gave up on a, on a guy in Lambeau who had I, been so good for four yeah, years. Yeah, and I think Lambeau's the guy who could stretch it to 60. I mean, I think he's got that kind of a leg. So I, I just wouldn't move that. Now, here's the thing. You put him on the practice squad every week. Someone could come along and take him from you. Yep. And the last thing you want is for him to go to produce for another team because, like Quincy Williams, we always talk about. Because he would. He's very capable. He of absolutely and would. And you know that would I don't believe happen. that Lambo's career is over. Oh, so no. if it's not over, right? Then you, you know you want to make sure that you have a better and really more reliable. Lambo is unbelievably reliable for four years. What we don't say often enough about kickers is that there are kickers who are talents. Right. This Lambo is a talented kicker talented football player he is in the middle of something personally professionally I don't know where he is not performing up to his talent that's what sports psychology is all about that's what coaching is all about don't give up on him it's but final life. word a credit to him because yeah. I don't think you can fake the hug no I don't the think joy so that he had for Matthew Wright in, in a tough spot a, 
credit him for that emotion because that, I think Being that was that legit. Yeah. Well, and the Jaguars have obviously set up a situation that allows him to be a great teammate too. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally agree. And that is our line of the week presented by Hard Rock Sportsbook. And that is our show, Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday morning. Stay tuned, head coach Urban Meyer at 3 o'clock live on Jaguars.com live. Happy hour this afternoon. And that's it for us. We're going to go enjoy the bye week. We will see you next week. <laughs>